Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silbert, and today's guest is Denise Kevalaskis. Originally from South Florida, where she raised her two children, Denise is a women's transformational love coach, author, and speaker. Denise empowers women globally by having them face their fears and limiting beliefs that hinder them from having a safe and trusting relationship with their soulmate. Denise has a clear vision for seeing the trouble spots that exist in every stuck situation and the creativity to transform it instantly. Through her own struggles with toxic relationships, Denise has managed to come out of it with a smiling face and a positive attitude through it all. Denise is an international best-selling author. Her book titled Empower the Woman Within, Stepping into Total Freedom, was released in June 2018. Today we're talking about toxic love. What the heck is that? And how do you know if that's the kind of love you're giving and receiving? You're about to find out. My next guest, Denise Cavalaskis, will be teaching us all about it. And she'll be showing us how to go from toxic love to true love. Here we go. Okay, everybody, you're in for a treat today. I have Denise Cavalaskis with us, and she's going to be talking about toxic love. So welcome, Denise. Thank you, Debbie. I'm so excited to be here and do this with you and your audience. Oh, absolutely. So let's just get right to it. What is toxic love? So toxic love is what I share with women is anytime you're in a relationship and it feels very off. Like you're questioning yourself, even questioning your sanity. Um, you feel like this is not the way it's supposed to be. I'm not feeling the love that, because a lot of women are in these types of relationships and don't even know it. In fact, I got a message from someone today and she was like, how did I not know? And that was me, right? I remember not thinking or not knowing like, what this was because I come from this type of a emotional abusive home growing up. I didn't recognize this as toxic or abusive. I just thought he had a bad day or, you know, mm. things like that. So that's what I share with women. The best way to know is inside of you, you know, something is not right. You're not happy. Your and needs are not being met. Right. And I think what happens is it feels so familiar. Oh, yes. So we think Very. it's okay. And just because it's familiar doesn't mean it's right. And you know, it's interesting. I, and, and everybody knows if you've listened to the show enough, I love Neil Donald Walsh. It was Conversations with God, book one. That was the book that changed my life. And I think it was in book two, because I listened to all his stuff and read all his stuff. And it was in book two. And it was, it was this sort of exchange where he was, you know, he was speaking and he said, you know, don't confuse normal with natural right? Something may be normal, like think someone's toxic behavior, mm -hmm. but our natural behavior is love. So right. just yeah. because we've gotten used to something doesn't mean it's good or right or what we need to accept. So what would be some signs that let us know something isn't normal and something is toxic? Well, I think the best way is, is when you're doubting your own sanity, when you know you saw or heard something and, and then the other person is saying, no, you didn't. Um, um, gaslighting is huge in these toxic relationships. The manipulation and control is huge in these types of relationships. So when you question yourself and you're like, mm, I, I know I saw that. 
Um, or I know I heard that and the other person is saying, no, you didn't. And you're like, well, did I say it? Or did I read it? Or did I? I think that's the biggest thing when you literally question your sanity, because uh, that's, that's a huge red flag. And, and you know what? I want to stop you there because there may be some people listening, watching who aren't familiar with gaslighting. Can you explain what that is? Gaslighting, I call it the, the, the ultimate manipulation. It's, it's what I just explained. It's where you know you saw something, you heard something, and the other person is saying, no, you didn't. So maybe you caught him in a lie. Let's use that as an example. Um, here's what's just coming up. I remember I was with my children in my mom minivan, and I saw my ex popping wheelies on his motorcycle. And that was like a huge no-no because my whole thing was, oh my gosh, if you if you get hurt or die, like what about me and the kids? Mm -hmm. So we were side by side. My kids saw him. Clearly, it was him. Mm -hmm. And when we went and we got to the destination, I told him, I said, "Why were you popping wheelies? I saw you popping wheelies." No, you didn't. That wasn't me. Yes, it was. I saw you on your motorcycle, which was a yellow, a certain yellow with your helmet. It was you, I know it was you. No, that wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking about. And then they bypass it and move on to a different subject or you dismiss it or whatever. And then, you know, they're so adamant about it, not their lie that you think, well, maybe, maybe it was somebody else. So yeah. That's, yeah. that's gaslighting. And, and it's crazy making too, because it has us yeah. question our very sanity. We're like, well, because we, we don't even think this way, you know? So it's so hard to, I, I know personally, if someone is so adamant about something, for me, if, if I'm ever that adamant about it is because it is with 100% certainty that that is the case. And I guess, uh, you know, I'm living a life assuming that other people are following those same rules, but with someone who is gaslighting, that's not the case at all. So for everybody, if you find yourself like you want to walk around with a pen and pen and, and proof, you know, and journal things as they happen. So you could be like, see, there's the proof. You did say this, you did, you know, and have them sign it. You know, it's, um, it's, it's absolutely the most exhausting waste of time, right? Have you found yeah. that it's a waste of time when you, when someone's going through totally, this? Totally. Yes. I have our current client right now. She's been married for over 20 years and her, it, it, this happens all the time. And it, she, just like you said, you reminded me of that when you said writing it down, because that's what she's doing to prove that she's not crazy, to prove that you said this or, or whatever it was. And still, he denies it. I love you so much. I would never do that. You know, you're my everything. These are the things that they say. And then you feel bad because, oh my gosh, I'm accusing him of X, Y, and Z. And he's being so sweet to me. And so then you back off from what you know to be true, even though you wrote it on paper or you heard or you saw it or maybe have it on text or whatever. And this is the back and forth. So yes, it's totally exhausting to yeah. argue or try to prove your point with somebody like that. And I, and I think what happens is we get, it's almost like we get tangled in this web and we don't mm -hmm. even realize we're tangled in it. But it's only when we completely remove ourselves and we get our mind back and, and realize, oh my gosh, this was complete and total manipulation. And everybody, these people are good. These people are good. And once they, once your heart's involved, 
it's we become so enmeshed and it's so so much more challenging to to untangle untangle is that a word untangle ourselves from all of this but that's absolutely the case so let's just say someone realizes they're they're listening to this and they say oh my gosh that's exactly where i am that's the relationship i'm in what do they do well i always say the best thing to do is remove like you just said remove yourself from the situation because debbie it took me two years after i left that relationship for me to come to the to the realization like you were just stating oh my gosh, I was being abused. I was being manipulated. I was being controlled. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a certain level that I knew in the relationship, but the big awakening, the big like aha moments of like, oh my gosh, I was abused. That was such a hard pill for me to swallow that I was abused. So I would say like staying in that situation is just more torment. It's more abuse. It's more of the same behavior because they're never going to change. The truth is, is they're never going to change. No matter how much you love them, no matter how many kids you have together, how many investments you have together, how many years, it doesn't matter. They're never going to change. They're always going to try to convince you to think like them, right? So the best thing is to, to leave that toxic situation. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and I want to clarify this, and I wrote about this in, in, you know, my new book, Trust Again, where you wouldn't, you would, it seems like you could look at someone and say, if you're in a relationship like that and you refuse to leave, you have, a, you must have a low self-esteem, a very low sense of worthiness um, and all of these things. And I remember reading studies and I included it in the book where actually there was a study by, I believe it was Sandra Brown and Christian Northrup uh, was the one who was interviewing her. And it was, she was really saying how it's not a question of low self-esteem, uh, but super traits where so where sometimes we have these characteristics like belief in humanity, the 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 desire to help and mm -hmm. fix and heal and all of these wonderful traits that has us stick something out and take it to the you know nth degree where so many people would just quit and the, the you know. They'd say, well, that's it, forget it, where these super traits has, have us keep going back for more. So I'm saying that because I don't want you to get down on yourself thinking, you know, what the heck is wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. Right. Number one, you would never treat someone else like that. So you didn't see it coming because you can't think that way, right? Mm -hmm. And number two, it's because of these wonderful traits that you have that, that could be a reason why you're continually trying to fix and heal and support and all of these things. So- there's really no reason to give yourself a hard time. The, the, the main point, I think what Denise is making here is that now that you know, know that they're, that they're not gonna change. So yeah, find, find a way to remove. So, so can you give us a story, give us a story or two or of, of someone you know, one of your clients or whatever, who was in a scenario like that, they didn't know, they realized it, and then what happened? Well, I mean, the, the first one that pops up is, is me, is of 22 years of not knowing. Uh, every single thing that you just said, trying to save him, trying to rescue him, trying to keep our marriage together, didn't want a divorce, didn't want my kids to have a part-time dad or weekend or whatever. And I, and I loved him. I really did love him. So 22 years of me dragging him to every marriage counselor or whatever it was through the years. 
And then finally coming to the realization, um, it was after he was in the hospital again and, and the psych ward and, and the craziness, the traumas and the dramas that I finally decided like, I can't do this anymore. The exhaustion was so deep. Like I was just like, I'm trying, trying, trying. And the more I was trying, 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 the worse it was getting. So that's when I decided like, this is it. There's just no more that I can do. I've done everything. Mm -hmm. And, and like I said, after I left, it wasn't until two years after that, that I realized that the depth of what actually happened and who he was and who I was. So you, again, you can try, 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 love, 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 do, do, do. But in the end, to save yourself, because that's the only person that we can save, is to leave the situation and then really get to know your truth, the truth about who you are, the loving, great, beautiful human that you are, and you were just coming from a place of love and trying to save somebody um, and getting to know like what you actually went through and then healing from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are some ways that you can protect your body, your mind, your soul, when you see that this is what's happening, when you recognize this, how can you protect yourself? What can you do? The first thing is, is like you said, Debbie, be kind to yourself. There's no sense in going in and beating yourself up. Um, the, actually, the first thing I want to say is you're not broken and there's nothing that needs to be fixed. You're not damaged. I hear that a lot from women. I feel damaged. I feel like damaged goods. I feel broken. That's not true. You are beautiful. And the first thing to do is not beat yourself up over this to have ultimate kind, kindness and patience for yourself. Just as if somebody came to you or maybe even your child came to you and they were heartbroken, what would you do and say to that little girl or that person, your best friend, your mom, your sister, what would you do and say, that's how you should be treating yourself with this ultimate kindness and patience. And isn't that amazing? We're so good to everybody else. And, and, I, and I tell people, if you spoke to others how you speak to yourself, you wouldn't have a friend in the world. Correct. Right? <laughs> it's true. Yes. It's one of those things. Okay, so speaking kindly and being compassionate and empathetic to yourself, that's one thing. What else can someone do? Self-care is extremely important after you've been through this type of relationship. Um, so... So I love explaining the self-care and the self-love. So the care is doing the things for yourself, maybe pampering yourself, maybe getting a massage, doing the self-care. Maybe, maybe you neglected yourself during that relationship and you, you put everybody first. So you said, oh, I won't get a massage. Sometimes even women have gift cards for massage. Oh, I don't have time to do that or, or whatever it is. So do the things for yourself that you deserve to have. Maybe it's the hair, the nails, the massage, a bubble bath. It doesn't even have to be something outside of the house. You can take a bubble bath, listen to your favorite music, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But self-care is extremely important after you've been through this type of relationship. So and I'm going to stop you here because for all of the people who are thinking, oh, that's just so self-indulgent and who's got the time? I, I, I would invite you to, to ask yourself, is this a worthiness issue? Because if you're, if, if you aren't uh, doing the slightest thing for yourself, I mean, I get it. If it's just not an interest, it's not your thing. That's right. one thing, but, but just check your intentions there because so often we can say I'm too busy or whatever, see what's behind that. Because so often I find it's a worthiness issue that's behind it. Yeah. I, I like to call it the mother energy 
Debbie, it's it's where we love too much, give too much, do too much for everybody else, and we put ourselves on the back burner. And so it makes sense when we're in mother energy, since we know that like energy attracts like energy, that we would attract this child energy, i.e. narcissistic um, personality. So mother energy is always doing, doing, doing for everybody else. And she, you know, she, she feels like she's, it's her job. And this is what she needs to do is to put everybody first. That's, that's what gives her joy. But in, in all truth, you're important too. You deserve this treatment too. You deserve to be loved and adored. You do not deserve to be abused, criticized, judged, you know, emotionally and verbally abused. You don't deserve any of that. And think about it, the better you are, the better you are for everyone. But you're absolutely right. We, we put everybody else first. And then by the time it's our turn, there's no time, energy, for our own self-care. And it's, it, you know, it's like, how can we, we wanna give our best to all within our care and reach, but if there's nothing left, there's truly nothing to give. So you mentioned the difference between self-love and, and self-care. What's the difference? It's, it's the outside part versus the inside part. I like to explain it this way. So the self-care, well, the first thing I like to say is, remember when you were in high school and you and the guy was after you and you were like, I care about you. <laughs> but I am not in love with you. So I like you, I don't like you like you. (laughs) Yeah, that's one example that I love to give. But the self-care is everything that we just described. It's the doing for yourself. The self-love is the internal part. What do you do internally? So the, the, the patience, the kindness, the love that you give to yourself, what conversations are you having with yourself? Especially when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, like for example, in the morning when you're brushing your teeth, what are you saying to yourself? Or do you go immediately into criticism or today's gonna to be so bad because I gotta deal with X, Y, and Z or are you loving yourself? Are you patient with yourself? Are you kind to yourself? So that's how I like to explain the difference between the care and the love. The care is the outside part. The love is the inside part. Mm-hmm. So let's now talk about um, future relationships. And I am a gigantic proponent of the last thing you want to do getting out of a relationship is get into another one because mm-hmm. it is the best opportunity to clean up everything about yourself that needs to come from a higher and better place. And that's where, you know, you do the work to, to just to heal physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. And then from that place, you attract a very different type of person. So before someone would get into another relationship, they come out of something that's toxic. What would be the steps? Definitely take the time to heal the, from the experience that you've been through. So I, I love talking to women and they've already done some therapy. They re, they've already done some counseling because it lays the groundwork down for the healing part to come in. Because the healing part, depending on who's doing it, um, is the deep stuff. It's the deep emotional stuff that we got to bring up and bring out mm-hmm. in order to let it go and never have it again. So if you, if you skip this part, and I, and I love therapy and I love counseling. It's great, it's great foundation. But if you skip the healing part, unfortunately what happens is life is just gonna keep repeating the cycle for you so that 
kind of just tell you and show you like this is what you need to give attention to mm -hmm. it's I, I like to call it, it's like the the finger being pointed at exactly what you need to give attention to you inside of you so the healing part is and take time and don't rush things because you'll find yourself and I get this all the time I left that relationship I got into another relationship and it was worse than the one before. Mm -hmm. And sometimes this is a marriage. And so these women have been married and divorced three times because they're skipping that part and they keep getting into these relationships and it's worse than the one before. So by the third time, they're wiped out clean, like financially and, and just he's run off with everything and they're left, you know, food stamps and, and just in a really bad spot in life. So. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and healing I, part, right? I love that you're bringing this up because I, I talk about this too. Where someone will say, "What the heck? I'm going from relationship to relationship. It's the same thing. It's like the faces change, but it's the same thing. Is it me? Yes, it is. <laughs> you are given an opportunity to learn this profound lesson. Like you are worthy, loving, you know, lovable, deserving. You need new boundaries, whatever that lesson is. And these people are coming into your life to show you that." And until and unless you do, you will keep having more and more and more opportunities through the faces of different people to learn that lesson. And they do, they get worse and worse and worse until you have the mother of all experiences. And then you're like, that's it. I'm not doing X, Y, Z again or whatever. Lesson learned, beautiful. Then, then the lessons learned. What else can we do? So you, you mentioned therapy to, to help heal counseling, just to you know rework that foundation. Anything else? Um. Connect with somebody um, who's who's been through this, who's gone through this. Um, their books, books are great. Debbie, you got a great book, and another one coming out. Books are great because in a lot of these books, they give you the actual exercises to do that can help you. You, you can work through that. That will help you. I love the Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. Mm -hmm. That to me is a bible because in chapter one he talks about the wounded mind. And he really goes through it in, in such, uh, it's so digestible to understand like, uh, oh, okay, so now I understand. And through this book, he's so kind in it and so loving and explains it in such a way that you're like, oh, so it is not my fault. Okay, it is just the way it is, right? And so he talks about forgiveness in there, the three keys to healing. So if you resonate with somebody and they have a book, check out their book, go through the book. Um, Audible is great because it's popping these and just listen to it. Yeah, I would say that's a great step to do is, is connect with somebody you resonate with and, and check out their books. And, and what I love about what you just said is there's often so much shame, fear of judgment, embarrassment when we realize we were in a relationship like this and we'd say you know I'm so dumb I'm such a sucker whatever we're you know names we're calling ourselves and so that was actually one of the biggest reasons why I wrote trust again because I said you know there's so much shame and embarrassment and people will not seek support so that's okay at the you know right within their own hands they can have a solution that they need so that's that's really important and and just to add to that I would say with these wonderful books like the one you mentioned Don Miguel Ruiz who is amazing uh, or any other book that resonates don't just read it for the sake of reading it do the book you know don't yes. just don't just go through it do the book where and and what i mean by that is until you digest if it resonates 
until you digest and do those experiential activities or whatever it is, don't just read it for the sake of reading it. The idea is to implement and embrace these concepts until they until they're formed and until they're a part of you so okay so you mentioned the support the um the therapy or counseling to create that foundation again finding that support whether it's through someone or a book is there anything else that you'd suggest uh and the self-care doing self -care. this the extreme yeah. self-care mm -hmm. and and paying attention to the conversations that you're having inside of your head right because words cast spells. So when you're saying things, you wanna, you wanna be mindful of what you're saying about yourself or even just in general about life and about your situation. Because the most beautiful thing, Debbie, that I came to was going through this whole healing journey and having it, having me not blame my ex anymore because I blamed him for everything because he's the one who did the drugs and he's the one who cheated. And I, I was like, you, you're the cause of this destruction to come to a place where you appreciate the experience, where you love the ex and the, the abuse story. That is such liberation and freedom. So these are all points, you know, steps to take into getting to that that point in your and, life. Yeah, and, and I, I want to clarify that because I know there are so many people who are just so angry with what you just said. Because, you know, and I get it. You say, well, you know, to be grateful for the for the trauma, to be grateful that you were mistreated. And I really want to ex explain this because I know I was you and it sounded so bizarre and the furthest thing from whatever could possibly happen. But, but it's really true because- yeah the healing when you do the work to heal as you heal you realize i have gained so much now you don't have to right but should you choose to learn from your experience you could be miserable about, uh, miserable about it and complain about it all you like but should you choose to use it to learn and grow and evolve you will find if it had not been for that experience, I would never have learned that certain thing. I would never have done that certain thing. I would never have opened that door had that other door not closed. There are so many uh, experiences like that. So when we know that that trauma set the groundwork for transformation, then it's trauma well served. So I just wanted to clarify that because I know it when we're stuck in it and someone says something like, oh, it's going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. You know, you just want to kind of whatever. But but when choke. we choke me. <laughs> yeah. But when we realize when we realize that and it is a choice when we when we choose to do something powerful with it, then it's trauma well served. And I can promise you, I just spoke to someone just yesterday she's been you know stuck and and with her story for 15 years and wow. she told it and i could hear it it was so um the way she said it it was so rehearsed i could tell she said it a hundred thousand mm -hmm. times yeah. and and then think about it they're so invested in that story there's no leaving that story because that's become their identity we never mm -hmm. want to be without an identity right so it's only when we when we look at it and say it's, it's not it's not who I am, but it is my experience. 
then we can remove ourselves, then we can learn, grow, evolve. And then just like you said, actually look back on it and say, this was a wonderful thing that happened. I never would be where I am now had it not happened. So is that what you meant? Just want to clarify for everybody? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Terrific. Any, uh, what do you want to just let everybody know as we wrap up? To pay attention to what you're, the conversation that you're having with yourself and to be more loving and more kind and more patient with yourself that what you've been through was a horrible, horrible experience and that you deserve this love, you deserve this kindness, you deserve this patience with yourself and that everything begins and ends with you. So if you start there, you'll see how that will come out. You'll see that in your external world. So be more patient, be more kind and be more loving to yourself. That's a great message. And Denise, where do we go to learn more about you? Uh, Heal your heart from toxiclove.com. I just got married. So my old website has my old last name. So now I've changed it. Um, So there um, I'm all over social media and yeah, that's my website name. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, for your insight. And I know you helped so many people with what you shared today. Thank you. Happy to be here. Denise shared lots of great information. Stay in touch with her by going to healyourheartaftertoxiclove.com and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Before you even think of going into another relationship, remember these four things. One, heal at the roots by doing the deep emotional work. It's worth it because if you don't heal it, it's only going to repeat itself. Two, connect with others and find support, whether that means from a great book that can help, a close friend, a support group like the PBT community. Three, give yourself extreme self-care. It's not selfish or optional. It's needed. Four, watch the conversations you're having with others and yourself. Pay attention to what's being said and how you feel. It can be so revealing. If you haven't already, be sure to take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, which you can find at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And have you checked out the PBT Institute membership community? Imagine everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best. Community, support, certified coaches and practitioners you could schedule time with, daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics, curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health, mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive place to become your best all online. Nothing like this exists, and I am so excited to welcome you. Go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time, and here's to your breakthrough.